What's up, everybody? This is your main man, Tyler, here with the Around the Bases podcast. I know I didn't record last night. Um, just didn't really feel like it last night. and Decided to just let everything play out all the way through the game threes of the Super Regionals. So that being said, we're going to recap everything that's happened and just... Um, Give you the recaps of all the Super Regionals aside from Baton Rouge. That one we did on the last episode. Um, and then we're going to give you some quick World Seri- uh, Women's College World Series previews of the four matchups kicking off on Thursday at noon on ESPN. <clears throat> so we'll start with the uh, Norman Super Regional. Oklahoma once again showed us why their offense has to be considered one of the best of all time in a 9-1 to five-inning win over Washington on ABC. Um, shoot, this team might have to be considered one of the best of all time if they can finish finish it off with a national championship. Um, Jocelyn Allo hit a program-tying uh, 30th home run of the season. She ties her own record and Lauren Chamberlain, who also hit 30 home runs in a season twice. I would say it's a good likelihood that Oklahoma hits or Jocelyn Allo hits another home run to break that record, but we'll have to wait and see in Oklahoma City as Oklahoma is moving on to the Women's College World Series and not a shocker there. That's pretty much expected. Um, They'll, their fans will be packing the Oklahoma City um, USA Hall of Fame Stadium complex. Um, so, moving on to the Los Angeles Super Regional, Rachel Garcia's 13 strikeout two hitter shut down Virginia Tech as UCLA got the win to move on to the Women's College World Series to defend their title in a six to nothing win. Maya Brady's three-run homer really broke open the game and shut down any chance of a real comeback for Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech also had three errors in the game, which was very similar to UCLA's errors in the first game on Thursday. Um, And you could point to those errors being a big reason of why UCLA is moving on and Virginia Tech was ousted from the tournament. Um... So the number two national seed UCLA Bruins back to defend their title in Oklahoma City this uh, starting this week, starting Thursday. Um, look forward to seeing what that team can bring and if we can get our Olympian Bubba Nichols out on the field more often and hitting more often. Um, but we'll have to wait and see how that plays out. Moving on to the Tuscaloosa Super Regional. Lexi Kilfoyle shut down Kentucky and kept them guessing all day long as Alabama will head to its 13th Women's College World Series of all time with a 4-1 win over Kentucky. Kaylee Tao and Maddie Morgan both had two RBI hits. That was all the offense Kilfoyle needed in the circle to finish the job and get the Crimson tied to Oklahoma City. Uh, This team... Um, has the now has the longest winning streak, active winning streak in the nation. I'm very intrigued to see if Montana Fouts can carry this team into the championship series. Um, 
but we'll have to see how it all plays out. Um, that's what previewing and getting everything ready for the World Series is going to be like. Um, Gainesville Super Regional. I didn't. I absolutely didn't see this coming, but Georgia did it again to Florida in Gainesville in the Super Regionals. Georgia pulled off the upset in 2016 against a two-time defending champion, number one seed Florida team. Well, they went out and swept Georgia with the 6-0 win. And Mary Wilson Avant was able to shut down the Gator offense once again to lift Georgia to their fifth Women's College World Series. And that was the first unseeded team to make the Women's College World Series since South Florida and LSU did it in 2012. So congratulations to the Georgia Bulldogs. First, they got to host and not be a national seed. Then they went to Florida and just absolutely shut them down so you got to give the bulldogs credit um they got the job done and kudos to them so moving on to the stillwater super regional mary iacopo's two-run homer in the sixth kept texas's season alive as they took game two over oklahoma state four to two that was on saturday then Shaylen uh, O'Leary shut down the very potent Oklahoma State lineup and allowed only two solo homers and gave up only three hits in the game. And you would think she got the start in the circle in game three against Carrie Eberly, which she did um, earlier yesterday. Uh, Carrie Eberly shut down the Texas offense, allowing only four hits on the day as Oklahoma State got the win two to nothing to advance to the Women's College World Series in Oklahoma City. Uh, Oklahoma scored both of their runs in the bottom of the fifth while it was a a great pitcher's duel going on. Um, So, again, another Oklahoma team going to be playing in their home state for the Women's College World Series. Um, But this Oklahoma State team, they're they're, uh, certainly a dangerous team, and obviously they're in the final eight now, so... They, they could be very dangerous to that title, and they will open up against Georgia in the opening round, at, which I will go over a little bit later or at to- a little in a few minutes. Um, but kudos to the Cowgirls for getting the job done. They're back in OKC. Um, so we'll see what they can do this week into maybe next week. We'll see. Uh, Fayetteville Super Regional. Alyssa Denham shut down. Excuse me. All right. Forgive me. It's one o'clock in the morning yet again as I'm recording. Um, but Alyssa Denham shut down Arkansas's loaded offense in Arizona's four to one win to advance to their 24th Women's College World Series of all time. Carly Scoopin and Alyssa Palomino Cardoza combined for all four RBIs to lift their team over Autumn Storms and Arkansas. And it's not like Arkansas, it's not like Autumn Storms pitched badly. It's just the clutch hitting from Arizona was able to lift them. So as we saw, the old school was able to take down the new school in order to advance to the biggest stage in softball right now. Aside from the Olympics, of course. Um, 
But congratulations to the Arizona Wildcats. Coach Candrea doing absolutely another fantastic job with this Wildcats team to get them back to Oklahoma City. So kudos to them. And moving on to the Columbia Super Regional. Lauren Krings, 10 strikeout, 4 hitter, absolutely shut down James Madison as Missouri forced the game 3 in a 7-1 win on Saturday. Brooke Wilms hit the 3-run bomb that finally opened the floodgates for Missouri. Kayla Kessinger also hit two solo homers to help out their cause. And then Sunday, one of the most exciting moments for me personally, um... Yes, I am biased. Obviously, I worked with JMU softball uh, for three years. Um, So, yes, this was personal for me. Um, But let me get through this. James Madison found their offense at the right time as they scored four runs in the top of the seventh to take down Missouri 7-2 to to advance to their first ever Women's College World Series where they get to face off against Oklahoma to open the World Series. Um, 1,000% biggest win in James Madison's program's history. It's not even close. Because um, James Madison is now guaranteed at least two more games. So, um, And they're in the, on the biggest stage that they can possibly have. Um Oh man, I know I know my bias is kicking in here, but it's just, I'm just absolutely proud of this James Madison team for the resiliency they showed. Um I you know, lesser mid-major let's not call JMU a mid-major at this point anymore. Um at least in the softball game. Um but having a a mid-major, we'll put it in quotations, um, make it to the World Series the way they did, taking out every single opponent they played were top 25 in the nation, With Liberty, starting with that 10-inning win against Liberty, then taking down Ashley Rogers thanks to Kate Gordon's three-run homer. Then the offense exploded in the regional final against Liberty to advance the Super Regionals. Then in a slugfest, they take down Missouri, a defensive slugfest, they take down Missouri in game one on Friday. Missouri responds by winning game two. And then James Madison fought back. They were down one to nothing. Odyssey Alexander kept it close, and the offense finally hit their stride in this Super Regional to get them to Oklahoma City for the first time ever. And that's a moment that me the team, the program, and just James Madison, anyone associated with the university is should remember for a very long time because this is a special moment for the program and for the university to, you know, just get exposure on a even bigger national level. Um, the, I mean, that's, again, my bias is kicking in here, but it's one of the more special moments certainly of my life that I've been able to witness. Um, 
But that having been said, those are your super regionals. Let's preview. Let's give a quick preview of the opening round of the women's college world series on Thursday. Um, I will only be doing the opening round previews. I am going to wait until the end of the women's college world series to recap the entire thing in case anyone missed anything. Um, so looking ahead, starting out at noon on ESPN, James Madison will take on Oklahoma. These two programs never met before. It'll be interesting to see if Odyssey Alexander can shut down or even just slow down one of the most dangerous offenses ever in Oklahoma. Another interesting question will be who starts in the circle for Oklahoma and can they shut down the James Madison offense who got hot at the right time in Columbia? Um, and how about this storyline? I mean, you've got Odyssey Alexander and a James Madison team who is absolutely lighting up Twitter um, uh, yesterday on Sunday because of their win, um, going up against an absolutely loaded, stacked number one national seed Oklahoma team that has all these weapons. How is that going to play out on the field in also, like I mentioned, James Madison's first ever game at the Women's College World Series in the first game in the newly renovated, expanded stadium capacity of USA Hall of Fame softball stadium. Honestly, I don't think you could have wrote a more interesting script for that first game in Oklahoma City. Um, it's just absolutely incredible for me for everyone in the softball world noon on espn on thursday should be a very special moment for certainly james madison maybe not necessarily oklahoma but just seeing all the f extra fans there since it will be 100 percent capacity just seeing the atmosphere is going to be absolutely amazing i'm hoping I can make some arrangements to get to Oklahoma City. I'm not sure it's going to work out, but regardless, um, I will be watching one in either in person or on TV. It doesn't really matter. I'll be watching one way or the other. Um, and then I won't, like I said, I won't be recording any episodes until after the Women's College World Series is over or after a national champion has been crowned just to recap everything. Um, but that having been said, James Madison, obviously in their looking for their first women's college world series win and national championship while Oklahoma will be looking for their fifth national championship in program history. Then at two 30 on ESPN, you got Georgia and Oklahoma state, which is a very intriguing matchup. This will be the sixth meeting all time between the two programs. Oklahoma State has the lead three to two, and their last meeting was a doubleheader in Athens in the regionals on May 22nd, 2016, where Oklahoma State took game one, forcing a game seven, but Georgia won game two to advance to the super regionals, 
where they went on to take down the one seed Florida or where, where I mentioned that upset in Gainesville in 2016, they went on to take down the one seed Florida in Gainesville and advanced the women's college world series that year. So funny how that works out um, that they took down Florida this time. And now we'll have to face Oklahoma state in the, their opening game of the world series. I don't know. I think it's funny how destiny and fate has intertwined in this tournament. Um, both teams have offense. Both teams have pitching. This is going to be a fantastic matchup as both teams have been up and down at times this season. So I'm very intrigued to see which team will strike the first blow and both teams will be looking for their first national title. Um, I would think Oklahoma State has the better shot to win that game. Um, but the way Georgia's been playing as of late, you you don't you, you know you never know. So we're just gonna have to wait and see how that all plays out. Um, seven o'clock on ESPN, Arizona, Alabama. These two are meeting for the 18th meeting ever. Arizona holds the edge, 11 to six. The last time they met was for two games in February 2020 in Tuscaloosa, where Arizona won both games as one-run games. Um, so before the season was canceled, they got to play two games in a tournament at Alabama, and they won both games by one run. Arizona did. Um, so the question is, can Montana Fouts shut down a potent Arizona offense? On the other side, can whoever Arizona puts in the work circle do the same to Alabama? Now, obviously, there's different philosophies here. Alabama plays, for the most part, more of a speed game. Um, I mean, they have power, yes, throughout their lineup. But the speed game is what kills most teams because they can get runners on almost at ease. Um <laughs> mm. <coughs> mm. Sorry about that. Um, and then our Arizona can absolutely mash the ball. So it's going to be fun. Let's be real. All these games are going to be fun. This is the Women's College World Series. Um, but it's going to be... I'm just amped up and ready to get this going on Thursday. Um, Arizona and Mike Kendra are looking for their ninth national championship in program history, which would be second of all, all time. Um, while Alabama and Patrick Murphy are looking for their second national title, the other one coming in 2012. And then the last game of the opening day, 9.30 ESPN, Florida State, UCLA. These two are getting together for the 19th time. Last meeting was in the 2020 St. Pete Clearwater Elite Invitational in what was a matchup of the last two national champions at the time. I guess they'll be the last two national champions when they play on Thursday night. Um, but 
uh, UCLA won that game three to two. Um, in the NCAA tournament, they're tied five and five against each other in the women's college world series. Florida State has the edge four to three. So will UCLA be able to even it up in the World Series, or will Florida State continue beating UCLA in the biggest moments? Um, so can the Florida State arms in the circle keep up with the powerful UCLA arms in the circle? Can Katherine Sandercock, can Danielle Watson do what they did in the Super Regionals and keep up with Rachel Garcia and Megan Faramo in the circle? It's a very interesting question that I pose to you all. Um, UCLA showed their championship toughness after going down to Virginia Tech in game one of the Super Regional, but that's why they are still the defending champions and should be considered the favorite until proven otherwise or until they lose. Um, they have a championship grit. They have a championship mindset. Uh, they don't back down from a challenge. Um, so this game, out of all the games, this one might be the most intriguing in a very odd way. Um, but Florida State will be looking for their second national championship coming off the one in 2018, which was the first for the ACC and Florida State, um, while UCLA will be looking for their record, NCAA record 13th national championship. Uh, so there it is. The Women's College World Series field of eight is set. Oklahoma, UCLA, Alabama. Um, Oklahoma State, Florida State, um, Arizona, uh, Georgia, James Madison. Those are the eight. Final eight. Those are the elite eight going to the Women's College World Series this week. Start Action starts at noon on ESPN on Thursday. James Madison, Oklahoma. Very much looking forward to seeing all the action play out. Reminder, not doing a podcast, not doing it recording an episode until after the Women's College World Series, recapping every game in Oklahoma City. Um, also recapping Team USA's games versus USA Pride. Um, so aside from that, that's all I have for you now. Next podcast uh, won't be, or next episode won't be recorded until prob until next Wednesday, I would say, it, or next Tuesday or Wednesday, depending on how long, whether the championship series is two or three games. Um, but enjoy the softball in Oklahoma City this weekend. It'll be on ESPN, ESPN two, and ESPN U from Thursday through. Tuesday or Wednesday. Um, it's going to be a fantastic time. Can't wait to see what the 100% uh, capacity crowd looks like in their new expansion, expanded stadium. So enjoy the softball. Have a great week, everyone. I'll be back at with you next Wednesday or Tuesday or Wednesday to reconvene 
and give you the recap of everything that happened at the Women's College World Series. Till then, have a great week. Thank you for listening. Good night.